what she was going into it to talk about. She knew the importance of a reimbursement policy. She knew the importance of how long are we keeping health insurance for our children. She knew the importance of who's going to cover the vehicle insurance cost for our 17-year-old. She knew the importance of who is making parent-teacher conferences, who is signing the kids up for school, what school district are we picking. She knew all the things that were important to get nailed down. people that are heading into divorce mediation and I'm a divorce mediator myself and I do divorce coaching and co-parenting coaching and I write parenting plans for people and I just wanted to put this out there as a lot of people are trying to wind up and get these divorces done before the end of the year is up before 2022 hits the road I know people have a lot of sessions scheduled to hit those mediations so I want you to go into mediation prepared or hey, if you don't have mediation till the springtime, then this is for you. This is a chance for you to listen to some, to some tips from somebody that does this with people. I, I have people on Zooms. I've had people in my office ever since COVID though, we've done Zooms and it's been so successful um, that I just wanted to share with you as somebody that has done mediation herself uh, many moons ago, back in 2008 to 2010, and my divorce mediator tapped me on the shoulder on one of my vast last visits. And she said, Samantha, um, have you ever considered being a divorce mediator? And I laughed because I was a full-time teacher at that time. And I said, no, I could never do the shit you listen to. Like, absolutely not. And she said, but you're so good at it. She goes, you sitting there, you're talking as if you are trying to compromise and negotiate and get the other side to see what you were trying to bring across. She goes, you, you would probably be really good at this. And I think what has made me good at it is because I taught classrooms with 70 kids at a time and talk about mediating at its best. I had 70 different thoughts, 70 different attitudes, 70 different personalities, and I got them to all be on the same page and conquer a goal at the end of it which was to do an activity. And those that wanted to venture out over here on the side, I had to mediate them back into the big group and to get them to participate. So I think mediation came very easy to me. Educating comes very easy to me. So I thought, why not merge two things together and do this little quick tips uh, session for you guys so you can learn from somebody that's been doing it for years, but also somebody that's been on that side of it as well. So step number one, um, I think hands down, is to go into mediation knowing that you're gonna be safe. Go, knowing that you're going to be comfortable. So I want you to talk to the mediator and I want you to know what is the environment. I think a lot of our fear and anxiety around mediation is the unknown. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know where it's at. We don't know what to bring. We don't know what to wear. We don't know, you know, is he going to be sitting next to me? Is he able to talk to me? Is he going to be able to yell at me? Is he going to be able, is the mediator going to say... So educate yourself on the safety aspect. Is it on Zoom? Can you be in separate rooms? Is it face-to-face? -face? Can you be in separate rooms? Are you going to be sitting right next to each other? Are you across from the table from one another? Which if you're face-to-face, -face, you'll probably be across from the table, if not in separate rooms, doing a shuttle mediation if there is tremendous high conflict between the two of you and you don't feel safe. But I want you to be comfortable. Like you guys, this is how I'm showing up. This is me. This is who I am. I, I'm wearing your Sunday best doesn't matter to me and it shouldn't matter to you. Dress however you feel comfortable to sit and talk with a mediator, okay? And to be around your ex. Don't wear pants that are too tight because you're going to be sitting. Don't wear a shirt that's low cut and he's staring at your boobs or him wear a tight shirt that makes you feel like, oh, what am I doing here? This is so uncomfortable. He's wearing one of those Gap Baby t-shirts and oh, his muscles like 
just wear something comfortable. And I'm being extreme and over-exaggerating, but I want you to be comfortable as you sit there. But ultimately, I want you to feel safe to be able to raise concern, raise your opinion, raise your voice, and speak on your own behalf. So if that means you need to start separately, or that means you need to start together with an option to say a code word that means you want to end the mediation and go into separate rooms, then establish that with your mediator. Because again, us as mediators, we're going to send you probably a questionnaire before we start the mediation. And it's going to have what's your safety range? Like, how do you do you feel safe with this partner and with your co-parent or not? We're going to know if there's been abuse by you filling out that sheet properly. So we're already going to have an idea. But if you're not honest on that questionnaire, we have no way to service you. So make sure, number one, you know what it's going to look like. Is it a Zoom? Is it face-to-face? -face? Are we in the same room? What's the proximity? You're wearing something comfortable. You're bringing a snack. You're bringing a water. You're bringing tissues. And you're bringing some paperwork with you. And I'll get into what the paperwork is here in a second. But don't get overwhelmed. It's not like you're bringing oh, your tax returns. That's not what I'm talking about. But I also want you to ask your mediator, is this a marathon mediation or is this a hour or two at max? Me personally, you guys, I'm not going to sign myself for, up for a marathon. I'm not going to sign myself up for that. I'm not going to sit with my ex for six to eight hours with our attorneys. I'm not doing it. I would be mentally exhausted for days after that. And I have a life to still lead and children to still raise and a job to still do. I'm also not going to get into the fifth, fourth, sixth hour and feel like I'm making shitty decisions because I feel pressure. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm not going to let time be my enemy and put me into a situation where I'm saying yes to shit that I wouldn't have said yes to had I had a good night's sleep and a clear brain to go back to it. Okay. So I'm not going to sign up for marathon. I've never done a marathon session with my clients. I just think it's a money-sucking event that emotionally drains both parties and gets them to pick shit that they wouldn't have picked otherwise. Personal choice there. I will do an hour. Anything over an hour and a half, I feel like we start making shitty choices. I feel like we start like getting on each other a little bit. I feel like the attitudes come in. Somebody's like wanting to check their phone because it's been an hour and a half. Somebody needs a smoke. Somebody wants to check in on their kids. Like it just after an hour and a half, I feel like shitty decisions are being made. So that's all I would do. But that's number one. Feel safe. Know what you're walking into and what it physically will look like. Okay. Number two. Stay away from the hard subjects. Now, your mediator should be leading you through this path. I hope your mediator is telling you the agenda for the hour or the or the two, like she's laying out what is going to be talked about. She's saying, hey, when you come, these are the things we're going to try to you know, conquer first, second, third, fourth. And when you look at that list ahead of time and you go, oh, shit, she wants to talk about visitation on day one. Mm, that's not a good idea for us. Why? Because I want mediation to work. And if we're going to talk about the hardest subject thus far between the lawyers and us, which is visitation schedule, mediation is going to blow up really fast. So start with stuff that isn't the hard subjects. There is plenty on the list to talk about that is not the hard subjects. Let's just imagine there's roughly a hundred things to figure out in your really good parenting plan. A hundred things to talk about in your divorce package for your kids. Why would we jump right to the hard things and show that mediation doesn't work? Instead, let's start with some easy subjects. So if it ever starts out 
in a hard subject matter, I would say, you know what, mediator, we've tried already talking about this with our attorneys. Can we maybe start with something a little bit more lighthearted and a little bit of a detail that we know we can compromise on? Something that no matter what visitation schedule we pick will still be a good choice for us to start on. For example, religion. For example, school. For example, uh, the medical plan. For example, who's paying the insurance premium. Those are all things that no matter who has visitation, you can still get started with those subjects. Okay, I don't want you to start a subject that's heated. That doesn't make sense because now I'm pissing off both people as the mediator. Now, now both people are sitting there pissed off and they think mediation doesn't work because I can't get them to compromise on the like the number the first subject we start on. Don't start there. So if your mediator does start with a subject that's difficult for you, you just say, excuse me, I feel like this is a hard subject for us to start on. Could we start on something a little bit, you know, less heated, um, a little bit more lighthearted? I have a couple of examples. I'd like to maybe start here instead so we can kind of figure out how this is going to start working and get a couple things accomplished before we jump into that harder subject. And a mediator should listen to that as a perfect cue. Now, if you have an alpha mediator that's going to feel offended that you're telling them what to do, hey, um, that's not the mediator for you. And also, you can talk about these things in your pre-mediation uh, consult. Your mediator should be contacting you one-on-one to kind of tell you, again, what's the physicality of the room? How's it going to look? How's the Zoom going to be ran? But also, what's the itinerary? And then that mediator should follow up with, do you have any questions? Do you have any feedback for me? And that's when you're going to say, hey, we've been going rounds about this subject. I really feel like we should leave that for the next session. Let's try to have one successful session where we get a lot accomplished. Okay. Step number three, ask questions. This isn't where you just sit and go Bleh, and word dump everything you've been thinking about what needs to go into your parenting plan. This is an opportunity for you to gain knowledge if this is going to go to trial, but also for you to allow your questions. I, I hope you're hearing. So get ready to hit pause and go back 10 seconds. This is an opportunity for you to allow your questions to be the light bulb moment for your ex. If your ex is wanting something that is untangible to really fucking do with your kids, with a schedule, with their work schedule, I don't need you over there with a poster board saying, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. This will never work. You can't do that. This is so stupid. Like, I can't even believe you're, you proclaiming your knowledge as up here information, higher, superior, smarter, faster, whatever, then the person sitting at the table with you will only cause conflict. You posing question after question after question is going to get them to word vomit responses that will paint a picture, hopefully in their own brain, but if not, would paint a picture to the mediator of the mediator then saying, with a poster saying, hey, what you proposed earlier won't really work then, would it? If you only get out of work at 4.30, but your children get out of school at 3.15, you won't be able to be the party that picks them up after school now. Hmm. So that to me seems like we need to go back and readjust what we picked for their after school situation because who will be the person that picks them up? So maybe you aren't a good fit to do that after school. You asking questions has to be the light bulb moments 
that your ex sees that what they're picking isn't going to work. You sitting on that table or on that Zoom and saying to your ex, that would never work, that would never work, that would never work, is going to make that person feel backed into a corner and you are going to get attacked. Because when someone's back into a corner, they have no choice but to come out swinging. It's just, it, this is reality. This is science. This is psychology. They are just going to come out swinging and attacking, which just wastes fucking money and time with your mediator. So you asking questions. Okay, so what time do you have to be at work? And how long of a drive is that? So if you have to be at work at 730 and it's a 30 minute commute, how far away is the school from your house? Okay, that's 20 minutes. And you get that other side of the table to realize shit, then that means we would have to leave our house at 6.30 every day for me to still get to work. How will I get the kids to school? Where is a place I could take them before school? How, maybe an overnight isn't the best idea. But if you sit there and say, you can't do overnights because you can't get the kids to school on time. Wow, that sounds really bitchy. But if I can reverse engineer with questions to get them to understand that it doesn't make sense. You can't get the kids up and fed and to school. There's nowhere to take them for you to still get to work on time. You have to pose the questions. The other person I want you posing questions to is the fucking mediator. Otherwise, what are they there for? To be the silent note taker? I want you to ask the mediator. I'm sorry, mediator. You've been listening for a while now. and We seem to be hitting a rough spot. Is there any suggestions that you've seen from clients that you've had previously that are kind of in the same boat we're in? Of a, of, a, of a resolution, of a example of an option maybe we're not thinking of. Hey, mediator, do you know any way to compromise our two ideas? That's what you're paying the fucking mediator for. Now, some mediators will say, oh, I'm not here to make choices for you. I'm not asking for a choice. I'm asking for a fucking suggestion because you can hear us. We're starting to not figure this out. And before it gets too ugly, I want you to be able to say, Hey, whoa, we're getting a little off kilter a little bit. Have you guys thought about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? I've had other clients that have picked this. I've had other clients that have done this. I've had other clients that have, have chosen to put their kids here. Your mediator's job is to help you come up with resolutions. So ask not only your ex some problem solving light bulb moments for them to figure out on their own, but also I want you to ask your mediator for suggestions. Okay. And again, if your mediator won't give suggestions, guess what? They're not the mediator for you. Okay. Number four, number four, I want you to know the segues perfectly into what is mediation. I want you to have a feeling and understanding that this isn't a place where <laughs> you can really like hold each other accountable for the things that, that get said. So what I mean by that is I, as the mediator, do not report back to the judge what happens. And this goes back to that safety concern. I am not going to report back to the mediator that Sam called her ex-husband an asshole or that her ex-husband said, God, you're such a bitch. I'm just going to put that the two, the, the both parties could not compromise and mediation was not in the books for them. No, re no solution was found. I am not going to put down and report back to the judge who I thought was difficult and who I thought was easy. Your mediator is not there to document the problem. The mediator is there to only write down the solutions that the two of you find. And out of a hundred things, we hope that we find resolution on all 100 things, but sometimes it's only half. Sometimes it's only 20%. 
and we have to go to court and litigate the other 80%, but at least, at least we got 20% done. So I want you to know what is your mediator service offering you? Are they offering you the ability to take good notes and write down as much as you possibly can that you compromise on? Are they offering you the ability to do multiple sessions and come back? Really understand what is your mediator offering as a service, but understand the mediator's job. My mediator's job is not to pick for you. You, you can't ask your mediator, hey, you've heard both sides, who's right? I'm not gonna tell you who's right. In my mind, when I'm talking to my family later and I say, man, I had a really hard case today, I hope that they come on a compromise and they see that it's better if dad picks up versus mom, I hope they see it. I can't tell you that. Your mediator should not be telling you that. Can they ask your opinion? Maybe. And I would say, hey, in an ideal situation, it would work best in, in time frame of what I know from the information you've both given me, if it's accurate, that it would make more sense for the child because your mediator's job, hear me clearly, get ready to hit, go back. Your mediator's job is to make sure the choices that both parents write down make sense for your fucking kid, not you two. The choices that you pick should make sense for your children, not you two. So it should make sense on all the transporting and the pickup times and the holiday schedule and all that. It should make sense with what's best for kids. Now, I'm not saying escape from the idea that what you need for maybe a safety reason. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying what we what makes sense for the kids. Does it make sense for the kids to flip-flop between houses multiple times because somebody just doesn't want to own up to the fact that it's just not working to do 50-50? Does it make sense for for me to say, hey, red flag here, there's no way where you live, you're going to be able to do a, a transition back and forth and still hit a decent bedtime. You're going to be two hours past a bedtime two nights a week on your two overnights. Is this something that's really safe and good for the kids to be doing during the school year? Or should we give you more time in the summer to where you can really enjoy your kids and not be in the car so much? You really have to make sure that you are getting a mediator that's going to help you see what's best for your kids and detach your fucking emotions from it because your mediator is not going to have one. I don't have emotions when, I, when I'm mediating you. What I have is logic. What I have is what makes sense. What, what makes sense to be in point A to point B, the safest and the quickest way to give each parent the most good, the most good, the best time possible with their child. And if that means that somebody lives an hour and a half away, just because you want 50-50 might not mean the driving an hour and a half away each day is going to fucking work. So really figure out a mediator that's going to help logic come into play. Logic, okay? The last one, and I think probably, I think honestly after doing this for so many years, the most beneficial for your time and money is to be absolutely educated on what's going to be talked about in mediation. Educate yourself. I went into mediation. I'll shit you not. I went into mediation, parked at this woman's house. It was in her home, walked in her front door. She greeted me. She offered me a water. She took me to this room that had beautiful wallpaper, tons of books, and two chairs and her desk and a calendar on the wall, big, huge calendar and a whiteboard. And I had no idea what we were there to talk about. My attorney said, you have to go to this appointment. And again, this is 2008, so many moons ago. She said, you have to go to this appointment. This is who you call, set it up. This woman gave me no prep work, no phone call, no nothing. I show up at her house. I'm sitting in this chair with beautiful wallpaper. And she just says, okay, what are we doing for Mother's Day? And I'm like, 
fuck, I don't know. What are my options for Mother's Day? Do I get them the whole weekend? What if it's my weekend? I don't even understand. If it's my weekend, why do I need, even need to ask him for them? What if it's not my weekend? Why would I get them if it's not my weekend, if it's Mother's Day? I didn't understand anything that we were getting ready to talk about. I felt so ill-prepared that it made me nauseous that I was sitting there thinking, does this motherfucker know what we're going to talk about? Did he take a class on mediation? Does he know the list? Did, did, did I miss an email? Did, did she send us out an agenda and I don't know it? I, I'm, I was a teacher. I was like, I'm a lesson planner. And so by not having a lesson, I felt on my heels already. Short of breath, sweating my ass off. It was summertime. It was cold and air conditioned in that room, but I was still sweating because I had no idea what the hell she was going to talk about. And it spiraled out of control quickly. It just went blah, 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 gone. And we lost all kinds of possibilities of working together because she went straight from Mother's Day, Father's Day to visitation. And it just blew my mind of like, I just paid that much money for, for three questions and it lasted about 17 minutes. The drive there took longer than the sitting in there because neither one of us knew what to expect and neither one of us wanted to come off as dumb, right? Like I know he didn't want me to feel superior and I sure as hell didn't want him to feel superior like he knew. So I guess her idea was that both of us would walk in dumb and not know anything and just kind of be able to go. But we were not the personalities that needed that. What would have calmed me down is to be educated. I wanted to know the subject matters. I wanted to know the possibilities of Mother's Day. I wanted to know what my options were. I wanted to know all the things we were going to cover. I wanted to know if I could agree. What if I didn't want to agree? What would happen? I wanted to know if I wanted to leave the room, could I leave the room? Like I wanted to know all the possibilities. What if when he was talking, he was lying? What do I say? Do I agree with that? Do I, do I catch him on a lie? Do I point out the lie? What if I started to raise my voice? How do I get myself calm? I wanted to know all the things, but I knew nothing. And so my whole thing as I was going through this process over the last 16 years is I kept telling my mom over and over again, mom, like there's got to be a better way. Like, it's ridiculous that parents want to get divorced and they are going into it as blind as blind could be and have no idea what the next day is going to bring. I don't know what's going to show up in the mail. I don't know what mediation is. I don't know what my attorney expects. I don't know what the judge is going to expect. I don't know what the GAL is going to expect. Like all these unknown things. But at the end of it, no matter how, what path I'm on, I'm going to end up with a parenting plan. But guess what, mom? I don't even know what goes into a parenting plan. How the fuck am I supposed to know what goes into parenting plan? So what was I doing? Even in 2008, I was trying to use the old internet and figure out what a fucking parenting plan was. And let me just tell you, back in the day, there was not shit. There wasn't shit available. So it was really important to me as I was going through this journey and I was still teaching. I'm like, man, I got to start telling my friends that are going through divorce. This is what happens in mediation. This is what happens in parenting plans. This is what happens when you talk to your lawyer. And before you know it, it became a business. And that's why I do this because I got burned so many fucking times by not being educated that I kept thinking, I can't be the only one. I cannot be the only one that is a very educated woman, but I am very stupid when it comes to divorce. <laughs> like very educated, overly so, probably more than what I needed because, you know, bad choices, but wrong choices. I just had no idea when it came to this. Like I just, I didn't know. And I didn't know who to ask. I didn't know who to trust. I didn't know where to look. I mean, Pinterest wasn't a thing back then. Etsy wasn't a thing back then. Like TikTok obviously wasn't a thing back then. So it's just like, how do I educate people? And so that's just been my fucking mission. That's what my whole TikTok is about is to educate people. It's what my podcast and my YouTubes are about is just to take information and educate people. So I have built a rockstar parenting plan. 
Um, I educate people on it. I have boot camps coming up that you can jump on. My website is full of shit. There's full of free shit. It's full of paid stuff. It's full of my support group. Like I am trying to put myself on any platform that I could possibly find to keep you all educated. No question is a dumb question because I was dumb as shit sitting in that chair with wallpaper, overly educated and felt so like lost with zero power, zero control of my future. I'm going to start crying. Holy shit. I can still remember what that felt like. I was sitting there having zero control over what was going to happen to me and my kids. I had zero fucking control. And that is a horrible spot for parents to be in, is to be sitting there knowing full well that the decisions you're making that you're not educated about are going to impact you and your children. And you're sitting in a room with someone that hates you and that you're not too fond of yourself with a third party who doesn't know you from Adam. She's met you five fucking seconds ago and judging you probably. And it is a helpless feeling. You have zero power if you go in there uneducated. So that has been my whole fucking mission is to make sure every parent out there feels like, okay, I might not have the best lawyer. I might not have the best house. I might not have the best car. I might be broke as a joke. I might be having to side hustle like crazy, but you know what I can do? Fucking get the education that I should before I jump into that mediation session, get the education I need to make sure I go in there educated about decisions that I'm getting ready to make. That's not going to impact just myself, but impact my children, which will completely form their future. How do I protect myself? How do I make the right decision? Do I even know all the decisions that are going to be made? I want you to be so fucking educated. You go in there cocky that there is nothing, no word that's going to be too big that you don't understand, that there's no subject matter that's going to be brought up, that you just don't, you got it. And here's the example. I, I did a parenting plan for a, a beautiful woman. Um, she, the, her smile was just amazing. After I built her parenting plan, she jumped on a coaching call with a whole bunch of other people and I, the smile, I could not stop seeing it on my zoom. And I said, what's the smile about? And she said, Samantha, I took your parenting plan to the mediator and we went over it and he loved it. My ex-husband loved it and he signed it and we're done. She's like, I thought this was going to be the worst experience of my life. And I felt so empowered by having that parenting plan done when I went to mediation because then that's what we talked about in mediation and we ended up agreeing. Now that's a glory story. I love that story, but I was more excited about the smile on her face that she did not feel less than during that mediation. She felt like she was in control. She felt empowered. She felt smart. She knew exactly what she was going into it to talk about. She knew the importance of a reimbursement policy. She knew the importance of how long are we keeping health insurance for our children. She knew the importance of who's gonna cover the vehicle insurance cost for our 17 year old. She knew the importance of who is making parent-teacher conferences, who is signing the kids up for school, what school district are we picking? She knew all the things that were important to get nailed down. She didn't go into it going Mother's Day, Father's Day, no, you guys only want to compromise there. Okay, well, just give me a check and walk out and good luck with litigation. No, she got shit done. And her smile on her face of just saying, you know what, even if he didn't have had sign it, I at least felt like I was empowered. Because that feeling of sitting there that day in 2008 on a beautiful day outside, Looking at that wallpaper and the wallpaper in that room in 2008 was the best thing about that place. 
because the feeling I had of wanting to vomit on the drive-in, chain smoking my whole way there because I was a nervous fucking wreck back when I smoked, and then spraying myself trying to cover up the fact that I smoked because I was so nervous, going in and just sitting there and then watching him walk in. My anxiety became on the outside of my skin. I was red. I was hivy. I was like, my neck was 14 different colors of red and my heart was pounding so hard. I could, because I was walking into something I knew nothing about. But what I did know about it was that it was going to implicate my children for the rest of their life and change their whole, their whole life of what I was going to make decisions in that room. And I had no idea what was going to be talked about. I mean, I'm, I'm sweating right now, just reliving the moment of like watching him walk in and he was walking in like such an arrogant dick, rightfully so, right? It's his, it's his armor and him sitting down and crossing his legs in the four position and just tapping his pen and going, nope, I ain't agreeing to shit. I'm going to take her to court and take these kids. She ain't ever going to see him again. She's going to be paying me child support. What? We're allowed to say that? We're allowed to do that? What? I mean, I was, I was mind fucked of like, what? And so I was like, it, can he say that? Like, I had no idea what was allowed to be said there. My attorney did not prep me on what mediation was going to be like. He didn't prep me on the mediator and what she was like. That bitch sat there like, oh, really? You would rather go to litigation. Well, you know, if you choose that route, you still have to pay me for the hour. So is there anything we can get done? Could we get Mother's Day done? Could we get Father's Day done? No, if it's my weekend, I'm not letting her have the kids for Mother's Day. And I'm sitting there, jaw dropped going, what? It's fucking Mother's Day. Like, how, how are you not even gonna compromise on Mother's Day? And I should have known at that point <laughs> in 2008 that we weren't gonna get out of court until 2016. I should have known, but I didn't know because I had no idea what I was going up against because I never educated myself on shit. So I think number five is the most valuable because it's not only gonna save you the sanity, uh, ease your anxiety, make you feel powerful, make you feel like you have control and just enlighten you on what it, what is a parenting plan? What needs to be talked about? So here are some resources that I want you to take advantage of. Number one, the support group, hands down, best place on the Facebook to be. If you're still on Facebook, which I know, I know it's where you be the ugly truth of divorce. The other part, get on my newsletter. Uh, I have a five do's and don'ts on my website, sign up for it. It's free. It's me talking uh, through five do's and five don'ts of divorce. Then you're on my newsletter. Get the boot camp that's coming up in December. Right after Thanksgiving, I'm running a boot camp. What it's going to help you do is to know what goes into a parenting plan, a detailed parenting plan, especially if you're on the verge of a high conflict issue. And if you're sticking around in here for this long, you're probably on a high conflict issue. If you followed me for this long, you're in a conflict, high conflict issue. So get in that boot camp and figure out and listen, I don't care if you're in there twice. I don't care if you've already been getting there again. The more education you get, the better you're off you're going to be. But you can also book a consult. Now here's where you're gonna have to start spending money. Book a consult and try to just talk out your issues and see if I can help. See if I have a service. I have parenting plan packages. If you're ready to gangbuster it, I just got off the phone with an amazing woman that's like, I listened to your boot camp. I just need you to talk me through which package I want. And I'm purchasing today and I wanna get this thing going because she has mediation coming up in December and she wants to be in control when she gets there. 
And so I'm going to build her parenting plan. You guys have to take charge. I know you've hired attorneys and I'm not disproving the attorney as being a value. I'm just saying, this is your fucking life with your kids. Yours, not your attorneys, not the judges, not the GLs. This is your life with your kids. Why aren't you playing a bigger role in picking everything that's going to impact you, you both, you, you and your kid? You do it. Don't sit there and let a mediator write it for you. You write it for you. Don't let the, your fucking Larry from your law office and use a 1984 plan. That's always my running joke, but it's true. Don't use that plan. You make a plan that's specialized. Like the lady I just had. She has a kid on the spectrum. She, her plan needs to be a little bit more exact. She has a husband that travels. Her plan needs to be a little bit more exact than Larry's right off the fucking shelf. You guys got to make these specialized detailed to protect you so you don't keep going back for litigation litigation fucking litigation because all i hear is money 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 and now how's that future with you and your kid being sucked dry you emotionally and you financially that's not what i want for you i lived that life i lived that life hard for eight years hard i lived that life and i kept telling my mom mom there's got to be a better way Nobody should be this fucking broke to get divorced and away from a psychopath. Nobody should be this, this broke and emotionally unstable from trying to get away from somebody. This should not be how bad life is. But yet, there I was, stuck for eight years because my parenting plan sucked. I wasn't educated. I didn't have the skill set I have now. And so my whole thing is educate people. You have choices. You have options. You have ability to go out and get educated. Go fucking do it. Is it going to mean you're going to spend some money to get educated? Probably. If it's not for me, it's from somebody. But where you're dumping your money now with your attorney or with no one or just to your ex, are, are you getting educated? Are any choices getting any better or any easier? I don't know. All right. So if you've enjoyed this, pass it to somebody else you know would enjoy it. If, if this resonated with you, save it so you can go back and watch it again. Go back and take notes. Send this to your future mediator. I challenge them to contact me with anything I've said that's out of line. But your mediator is working for you, just like your attorney is working for you to make you the best plan possible for you and your kiddo so you can leave this shitbag marriage and start a new fucking life that's awesome. Not be stuck for eight more fucking years of battling this shit. Wrap it up in a bow, write your own fucking parenting plan, take it to your attorney, have them approve it, send it to fucking everybody that needs it and get this shit over with. Quit sitting around and letting other people scare you and make you feel less than. Take charge, step up. I'm here to help you in any way capacity I can. Okay, so again, go back and watch this again. Get in the support group and get on my newsletter. Go to samanthaboss.com right now and see what I got. Mm -hmm.